All right, let's welcome in Jesse Pierce, Bar Down Beaters podcast, as well as NHL.com, to talk some uh, Minnesota Wild hockey here on the Lake Show. First off, Jesse, a couple things to kick off our conversation tonight. First off, I want to give some props and kudos to uh, Josh Wheeler because he's a guy that learns from his <laughs> mistakes. He knew he, he there was only one thing that he said tonight. I'm going to have Jesse Pierce's open ready. So he he <laughs> nailed it. He nailed it. Yep, yep. We're going to we're going to give Josh some some props there. But secondly, I got to address Jesse Pierce cuz I I got to be honest, Jesse. I'm a little bit disappointed. All right. All right, so I am disappointed because as I am stalking your Instagram right now, I see some beautiful pictures of you and your husband and some drinks and like you, you took a selfie in the mirror. You got some beautiful snaps of your kids. I don't see my thirst trap. I don't see the she's out in the fresh, you know, the, the, the winter, the snow. I mean, we, we finally get snow and we don't get Jesse Pierce in a bikini out in the snow. What's going on here? I got I got to save it for the preview. That's happening Saturday when the Minnesota Wild hosts the Buffalo Sabres. So I'm just building it up, wait, making you all wait in anticipation <laughs> for the Bardown Beauties preview. How's that for a tease? To check said, out see, I was just about you are such a tease. You are yeah. such a tease. But you know what? The the ultimate tease is the Minnesota Wild. Right when mm-hmm. we right when we are ready to discard them, we're ready to write them off. Then they 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 grab us. They they they're trying to lull us back in into believing that they ha- actually have a shot at going to the postseason. What do you make of this dysfunction with the Minnesota Wild? My goodness, man! Why are they playing with our hearts? It's it is. It's a tough. It's one of the hardest relationships I've ever been in. Not just with the Minnesota Wild, but just Minnesota sports in general. Because this seems to be a trend. The Vikings did it earlier to us this year. Uh, and now the Minnesota Wild with that inconsistency. I mean, this has happened a couple times this season so far. The peaks and valleys are so high and up and down and and all around. I mean, I think Minnesota, you know, certainly they're on a three-game win streak, which is great, but their biggest win came in uh, in Vegas. That was a oh, four-game win streak. Gosh, they won again last night. Four games, excuse me, guys. Uh, but their biggest win came in Vegas the other night. I mean, Vegas defending Stanley Cup champions. And they played like a team that doesn't want to end their season after the regular season ends. So I love to see that. I just need to see that night in and night out. It's kind of, you hate to watch a team do this when their backs are up against the wall. But you know what? Hey, they're making it interesting. They're now five points out of a wild card spot behind St. Louis, who was playing this evening. Um, and a couple of big ones coming up here with Buffalo at home and then Vancouver at home before they take another little road trip. So Minnesota always toying with our hearts. But uh, we'll take it, I suppose. That's just what that's just what we we expect from our Minnesota sports team. Hey, you just mentioned it that you know four game winning streak. Um, clearly, uh, a lot of people have been talking about how well Kirill's playing, Eric Snek, uh, Matt Boldy. What, what do you make of the the lines for the Minnesota Wild and the production that you're getting out of your different lines? It's about darn time. I mean, I swear I would have uh, cursed. That's all I'm kind of saying. I was. It was a very slow start for Kirill Kaprizov, a very slow start for Matt Boldy. Now, Matt Boldy particularly came alive under John Hines once Dean Epson was fired, and he's performed exceptionally well uh, the past couple games. And Kirill Kaprizov, he has something like 15 points in his past 10 or even more than that. And Jules Eriksson this is his year. He has already surpassed his, his goal totals from last year, and there's still quite a few games to go. Those guys need to be your best players. There's no question about it. It's 
you're not going to have success with your third and fourth lines going. Yes, you want to have all your lines going, but there's no reason that Kirill Kaprizov or Matt Boldy should be passengers. You go back to that win that started this win streak in Chicago, and those two players in particular were, and John Hines called them out and said there were too many guys that weren't good enough. And when you are a top six forward like Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Boldy are, you don't get nights off, especially when your team is fighting to stay alive in the postseason. So it's fantastic to see them get back into their group, get back into their own, because the Minnesota Wilds certainly need them to be their best. We're talking to Jesse Pierce in the Bar Down uh, Beauties podcast, as well as NHL.com here on the Lake Show on News Talk 830-WCCO. Uh, one person that has been playing extremely well this year that I really haven't asked you that much about, I think we've we maybe chatted about him once, but Brock Faber, uh, t- t- give me your perspective on what he's brought to this organization. He's an incredible player. He is going to be, you know, we saw this last year when he came in after the University of Minnesota fell in the championship game. He came straight in and made a pretty good impact. He played in the playoffs, the young kid straight out of college, and, and you could tell that he had something there. You know, you certainly knew he was going to have a nice, long career. He was just very steady, um, you know, not doing a heck of a lot. That completely, <clears throat> excuse me, changed for the better this year. I knew he was good. I don't think any of us knew just how good Brock Faber was. It's always extra exciting when it's one of your own, a Maple Grove native, right? Somebody that you've watched growing up and you've seen him at different levels. But to see him do what he does night in and night out, you know, I had mentioned Matt Boldy and Kirill Kaprizov not playing every single night. Brock Faber is one of the very few players on this Minnesota Wild team that has showed up. I mean, he's eaten up big minutes with guys like Jared Spurgeon and Jonas Brodeen being injured amongst other players. Um, and he's doing it all at just 22 years old. This is his rookie year. And there's a lot of talk about him being the rookie of the year, beating Connor Bedard out of Chicago. And I think that's very valid. I mean, at first, when the conversation started, you wonder, hmm, is it just Minnesota wanting Minnesota things? But no, I think Brock Faber deserves that. Um, you know, without him, this Minnesota Wild team is far worse off than with him playing. So Brock Faber has been exceptional for the Minnesota Wild this year. What do you think is going to be the most uh, or the biggest factor for this team to to actually shift from having, you know, being an inconsistent and losing three, four games in a row to winning three and four in a ga- games in a row to being consistently a team that's going to win more times than they lose? What, what do you think is going to have to be changed here in the, the latter half of the season? I mean, you still you need Kaprizov and Boldy to keep going. You need Marco Rossi. You need Marcus Johansson to find his game a little bit, too. You know, I talked about those top six forwards and kind of the line combinations that John Hines has made, and we've seen them be consistent the past couple games. But Marcus Johansson's one of those top six forwards that hasn't done a heck of a whole lot this year. He's kind of had a tough go and not sure what's going on there because there are certain nights that he looks brilliant and other nights where he's struggling. So I think you really want him to step up. And then you want to stay healthy. That's been Minnesota's plague all year long is just the injury after injury. Currently, Marcus Foligno kind of on the mend, but you got Mason Shaw coming back up. There are certain things that are that are in play, but I think Minnesota just needs to have everybody play hard night in and night out. You need to control what you can, and for Minnesota, that's controlling getting their wins. You can't necessarily watch, be watching scoreboard watching and hope other teams start to falter. Minnesota needs to win, blank, point blank, period. Mm-hmm. And uh, their best opportunity to do that is to have all guys go on each and every shift. All right, so I'm not going to sit here and say, because I, I actually don't watch Minnesota Wild enough to know that there's anybody that could fill the void that is Jared Spurgeon. But if you're going to pick somebody and say that this person, just knowing the dynamic and the makeup of this team that needs to fill, fill, fill in that gap, who would you say that'd be? 
I mean, as far as the leadership in the room goes, Marcus Salino is that voice, right? No question about it. I think Matt Zuccarello has his own leadership qualities as well, and Jewel Eriksson-Eck has been wearing a letter with Spurgeon. So I think any of those guys are willing to step up to that chance on the ice, without a doubt, it's been Brock Faber. I think Jonas Brodeen is another guy they'll look to. But, you know, Brock Faber has just been everything for this team, and it's hard to ignore what he has done back on the blue line and not only offensively but defensively as well he's a steady constant presence back there somebody that like Jared Spurgeon you can kind of always count on and not making those mistakes and I think to see a young kid do that and fill those big shoes that Spurge left um, has been absolutely tremendous so this weekend the Buffalo Sabres at the X at four o'clock so while I am at the World Cup at Theodore Wirth for the uh, cross-country world uh uh, World Skiing Championships, I will make sure that I take a glance at Instagram and all the different social media <laughs> posts of Jesse Pierce in the bikini coming up this weekend for all the you. fans. <laughs> she said, I'm telling you. She's not teasing you guys. She's actually going to do it. Hey, Jesse, you're the best. I appreciate you joining us tonight. Always, H. Lake. We'll talk to you soon. Oh, all right, take care. That's Jesse Pierce joining us here on The Lake Show. All right, so we will take another break. We'll come back, and it's time. For Word on the Street. We do that next year on The Lake Show. All right, time for Word on the Street. Josh Wheeler in for one Christopher Tubbs. So let's see how things will shake out tonight. I got faith in you, Josh. (laughs) I got faith in you. Makes one of us. (laughs) Was that a snort? Yes, a a laugh snort. I never would. (laughs) You're ruining the bits. Come on. This is not a bit. Uh, Anyways. (laughs) third one. Anyways, anyways, anyways. Would you stop flirting with Ben Affleck, H. Lake? Who's flirting with Ben Affleck? I don't know, but J-Lo is admitted on the uh, Hoda and Jenna show this week. That she gets jealous when women flirt with her husband, Ben Affleck. I'm not a woman. No judgment here. It's 2024. I'm not, I'm not labeling you anything. Mm. But, uh, Sounds uh, like it. yeah, when uh, Hoda, how do you pronounce her last name? Here? I have no idea. Okay. I don't watch the show. Uh, you, don't, don't, <laughs> lie, don't lie. Anyways, she asked if, if J-Lo gets jealous if someone hits on your significant other, and uh, she held up the paddle with her word, with the word now written on it. Hmm. That makes for an interesting relationship between those two. Uh, she uh, warned women to stay away from Affleck, who is 51, saying, don't play with me. Do not play with me. J-Lo need to go sit down somewhere. <laughs> if you got to threaten other women, deal with your man in your house. Yeah. Like, don't be, don't be, don't threaten any other one. Like, seriously, in all, it, with all due respect, yeah. any man that would have to do that to threaten another man about their Leave it alone. I just think the whole going, yeah, I think That's going ridiculous. the whole public route with that is just awkward. <laughs> it just, I, like, I don't know. That's throwing under the bus on a different level. If you does she me. have Everybody's, trust issues? That's what I'm saying. Does she not That's trust, yeah. yeah. Does she not trust Ben? I mean, come on now. He's a, he's a good looking guy. I, I could be Ben Affleck one day when I get older. Um, in other news, Meryl Streep is returning for a show called Only Murders in the Building. Are you familiar? I am not. Okay. Season four is soon to be. Are you? I've not watched You're it not yet. Watched I've it? heard okay. good things. Though. Okay. I mean, it's star-studded cast. Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez, and obviously Meryl Streep. 
Uh, the three-time Oscar winner has closed the deal to return for the fourth season of Hulu's hit show. She will recur and rec- reprise her role as Loretta Durkin, the love interest to Shorts Oliver Putnam on the show. So uh, she will be making her return as well, Steve Martin, Selena Gomez, and obviously uh, Martin Short uh, to the L.A.-based show. Or Arconia, I believe, is the setting name of uh, said show for uh, for that one. But, uh, yeah, it's I, there's a lot of shows on Hulu especially. I just have not. The Bear. uh only murders in the building. I've not dive dove dive and in, dived into, um, but yeah, I, I need to catch up on my streaming shows. I don't watch a lot of shows. I don't. I'm too busy doing Lake Show every day. Well, I, 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 I'm gonna I be honest. Time for it. I need to stream more shows too. Yeah. So it's gotten so bad. What I haven't even. So when was the last time you watched something on Netflix? I watched Last Dance today. All right. So. I it's been so long that I watched something actually watched something on Netflix. Yeah. That they sent me a notice that they were going to deactivate my account. Oof. But like but, but I'm paying for it like why would you deactivate it? And so they said you need to log in or you need to do something whatever that says that you still and I went ahead and did I said yeah I don't want anything to happen to my account. I'm paying you guys whatever yeah, the yeah. the amount of money is each month and I'm not even u- utilizing Netflix, but yet it was kind of an interesting situation. Yeah, it's I, – I, I haven't watched any new stuff as far as Netflix or anything that goes. I watched I watched The Last Dance, if I ever just am looking to kill time, because it's one of the best documentaries of all time. Um, but moving on, speaking of The Last Dance, actually this uh, pertains to my news story. I'm sure uh, Tubbs or whoever was in on Tuesday maybe even had this as their uh, word on the street, because I believe you do it on Tuesdays as well, correct? Yes. Yes. So Larsa Pippen. Shows off, <laughs> shows off a massive diamond ring on Valentine's Day date with Marcus Jordan. So supposedly they had broken up just days ago. Mm-hmm. But photos out and about yesterday for paparazzi show that she's got a nice big sparkly diamond ring on her finger. But they were they've been engaged. But no, I'm just saying like that that's okay. The rumors that, that they no, had broken that, up. No, yes, yeah. Yeah, I guess well, I didn't. I let, guess let, I didn't. I wasn't aware about the engaged piece, but yeah. Well, let, let me say this. I, I I'm not going to say this for Marcus <laughs> Jordan because he's clearly engaged to her. Yeah. But to any other young guy out there, athlete, mm-hmm. whatever, he's not an athlete, but he's the son of a the yeah. most famous athlete ever. Yes. Run for the hills. <laughs> I, and I'm Larsa Pippen. No, no, thank you. I'm dead serious. Like, like, <laughs> I just don't. I don't get it. Like, I don't get the. I don't get how the. She ain't bad. Uh, yeah, but it's not like a Chris uh, Kardashian situation. Yeah, or not Chris Kim Kardashian Kim, situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kim Kardashian legitimately has businesses and all this other stuff. That's a little bit different. Even though if I was a wealthy person or if I was a, an athlete, I, I wouldn't get into a relationship with. Like Odell Beckham Jr. is dating. Uh, Kim Kardashian, it sounds like now. Correct. Yeah, the rumors. Yeah, I, I would not. I would. That would not be what where I would go. But my point is, is don't do it. <laughs> yeah, just days ago, you're cursing I, I, yourself. I heard about this a few days ago, and I was, I popped this up on page six, uh, page six today, and yes, yeah, sounds like they are right back at it. Only a couple days after breaking up and making news with that as well. So uh, it turns out uh, she is. I didn't. I didn't know that Larsa Pippen was your type. She's I. 
No, she's all right. She, all probably, right. she probably watched the last dance and said, "You know what? I'm. I got a good thing. I need to stick with it." I'm not. <laughs> I'm not hating at all. Uh, that's all I got for word on the streets. What are you? That's side, it? side note: Yes, I mean, you know, the bed's about to round here. I got to stick with the program. Um, Come on, Lane. What are your thoughts on the last dance? Oh, it was remarkable. I mean, especially because it came out. Wait, are you seeing it for the first time? No, 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 no. Oh, this I'm is like second say. or third. I just kind of, I just kind of watching it. But you no, know, I've I could watch it millions of times and not. Oh, Last Dance was off the charts. Yeah, dude. it's 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 hard off to the beat. charts. Hard to beat. Yeah, it was. It when we were on, in quarantine and everybody was locked down, mm-hmm. like it was one of the top shows. Yeah, no, no question, no question about it. So not a hater. Nope, not a hater over here. All right, that's going to wrap up Word on the Street. Uh, coming up next, is there anything that Beyonce can't sing? We get to that after weather. You're on the Lake Show. Beyonce, she can do anything she wants in music. She is incredible. This is her new country single, Texas Hold'em. And... I, I think that there are just a few people that can just go across the board with different genres and be exceptional. And I'm not saying that she could put together some platinum hit in the country like genre of music. I'm not betting against her, though. I, I think that she could do whatever she wants. And I think there's a part of her that identifies with country music. She's from Houston, Texas. Like, she's a proud Texan. So do I think that because the rumor has been for the last month or so that she's going to put out a country album. After hearing this song, and there's another uh, single that I think she dropped on uh, on Sunday, uh, the night of the Super Bowl. I am I, I solidly believe that Beyonce could put out a banging country album now. How many spins it gets for me, I don't know because I'm not the biggest country fan. But I, I just I love that she is like, I am R&B, I am hip hop, I am um, pop, I am country, I am Beyonce, I am music. I love that about her. I love everything about that. But this is the interesting thing about this story about this this uh, country single Texas Hold'em that Beyonce put out. An Oklahoma-based radio station said that it started playing the song after its initial move not to drew a lot of criticism. So a fan had emailed KYKC requesting the song, and the station responded with the following re- response. Hi. We do not play Beyonce on KYKC as we are a country music station, which is a silly thing. And I'm going to tell you why it's silly. Because I I get when you – follow me for a second. I get when you say that you don't play a certain um, artist music, okay? So, so like, a country station, and then somebody says, hey, will you play this, uh, this Tupac? Does it, it doesn't match, right? It, doesn't, it, it makes no sense. Like, 
A country station yeah. is not going to play the weekend. <laughs> a country no. station is not going to play NWA. But there, there's a difference, though, in terms of how they respond. They said, hi, we do not play Beyonce on KYKC as we are a country music station. What they should have done was listen to the song. The song should determine whether you play it or not, mm. not the artist, yeah. in my opinion. You don't you don't say that you don't play it because it's Beyonce. You say, we're not playing this song that you're requesting because it's not country. This is clearly country. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, the, there's been some similar situations where you'll have the kind of pop crossover on those stations, and I'm sure these people – I'm sure they had the same situation with that where the first initial phone call is like, hey, uh, we're not playing because you have wait, you have Post Malone on this song? Well, we don't play Post Malone. We play country here. Oh, okay, it's with a country artist. Oh, let me listen to it. I think a lot of people just see the name, and like you said, they're just like, no. But, but what I'm saying, and, and that's even a different um, situation slightly because you're on the phone talking to somebody. Yeah. This person got an email, and then they replied mm, back. It, it only took – all it takes is 10 seconds. Yeah, just to, do, do, it's do a, your due diligence it, as a radio it's a, brand, it's yeah. a brand new song, yeah. and it's called Texas Hold'em. Yes. Just play the song or stream it for like 10 seconds. The name, the name alone would have, would, have, would have appealed. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it would at least made you inquisitive as Correct. to, hmm, this person who's a listener of our station, they're inquiring about Beyonce – let me see what all the hubbub is about. Because what ended up happening was when they replied that way, the person put it on social media, and then the Beehive, the Beyonce fans went crazy. were like, what are you guys talking about? This is, And then they said, okay, yeah, we're going to play it. Which, look, I don't have an issue with the radio station. I really don't. Because how were they to know that it was a country track by Beyonce? But my point is, is that if you're a music station, it's kind of your job to kind of figure out what's trending with, yeah. with country music. Yep. Like, it's Beyonce. She's one of the biggest names <laughs> in all of the world, yep. right? So if somebody hits you up on a country station requesting that song, you might want to look into it. Show prep. You everything. know? So yeah. I don't know. But and, and the person that sent the um, – the, uh, the the question or the email he he put it on social media he says I requested Texas Hold'em in my local country radio station and after requesting I received an email from the radio station state stating we do not play Beyonce on KYKC as we are a country music station and then he tagged in the whole what be Legion or whatever whatever the, the account is with a lot of Beyonce fans I just it's something that you should absolutely look into but let me ask you this are you surprised that Beyonce is able to pull this off? No, she she's that good. She's a she's a true artist with what she with their craft. She's she, a mega she, talent. Yes, yeah, she knows the ins and she knows the ins and outs and the, uh, the the sheet music. She goes as far as the sheet as deep as the sheet music when it comes to learning her craft. When it comes to being a musician, an artist, a producer, uh, a marketer, no matter what it is with her music, she knows everything about it. There's people that kind of just have a, uh, a fall guy or a mm-hmm. few fall guys. And just, they, they, they mentioned, you know, you mentioned bees. They have worker bees that do stuff for them. 
And there's people like Beyonce who are probably spending early morning hours all the way to late nights in the studio owning her craft. She's the type that if she feels slighted in any way, she's going to make you look bad. Yes, and if you yeah, and if 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 you think that she can't do something, she'll within a week be able to put something like this out, and that's basically what I think uh, she's out there to prove is she can do anything as good as anybody. Yeah, and I, I respect it. She's that good. Yeah, which by the way brings me to the biggest name right now, Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. I think that Taylor Swift's the same. Yeah. I I think that Taylor Swift's no, I, I'm dancing. I think that she, if she wanted to. She could do like a rap track or something. Yeah, she's, if she really put her put her mind to it, she could she could pull it off. It's the one base she hasn't touched. She's, but she, she has she that killed, type of crossover appeal. She killed. Yeah, she she made she easily crossed over from country to pop without anybody blinking an eye, because it's it's just because of who she is and how she sounds. She she made it a seamless transition when she went from top-selling country artist to top-selling pop record with her album Red, which I believe was the first pop album she had. And that was pretty much from that point on, all right, what else can she do? And she even she even reproduced her albums. She's got Taylor's version of a couple of her albums now. Yeah, but That's, that was because of the business arrangement, right? Correct, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it takes a true diehard musician like Beyonce and people that spend endless I'm not knocking any musicians by saying you don't spend and dedicate time in the studio, but it takes knowing the ins and outs of even the smallest things when it comes to music to, to be able to pull off what Beyonce did and what Taylor Swift is doing. You have to really, really know every inch of what you're doing. Otherwise it just won't work. Yeah. All right, 651-461-9226. In case you've missed it uh, so far tonight, Caitlin Clark, the best score in the history of women's college basketball. She broke Kelsey Plum's record uh, tonight. Uh, That happened about an hour or so ago. I don't know what the final score was for that game. I can look it up here real quickly. But Iowa was, they had a comfortable lead. Oh, yeah. They're in the fourth quarter. 96-74. Uh, 94-72. Oh. I have 96-74 on my screen. Okay, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Yep, so, 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 about the same. Um, domination. So, <laughs> domination. Yes. She, I, I love watching her play. I think she's been the biggest thing in women's uh, sports for probably the last decade. The game is on Peacock, people. That's all you need to know. Yeah. You have to stream the game. It's not on Big Ten Network. Big Ten Network, we'll get to what's on there right now. It's not on ESPN. ESPN was carrying um, South Carolina and Tennessee. And I think, did did South Carolina get the victory there? Because they were leading. South Carolina is the number one women's team in the country. Uh, For some reason. Yeah, 66-55. They beat Tennessee at Tennessee. So they remain undefeated. But this game was on Peacock. Peacock! I'll reiterate what I said earlier. I was bitter. I was bitter before the show about why why don't you also have this on a simulcast on national broadcast? But you know what? The more I've thought about it, the more we've dove into it on the show, it is setting a standard for women's sports that we haven't seen before. And that's – I can't even begin to I, – I, I can't even understand the gravity of that statement right there. That's – Women's sports is changing, and she's 
honestly the catalyst for a lot of it right now. I love it. I I've been waiting a long time for stuff like this. <laughs> the uh, from the five hundred seven it says I'm thinking those lyrics aren't flying on some country radio stations. Have a listen. I listened to the song earlier today. Nothing necessarily stood out. And, and, and by the way, there's two versions of it. There's the Yep. Unedited version, yep. which is kind of explicit, and then there's the edited version. The one I play is the radio version. Yeah, yep. the radio yep. version. I think it's going to get some spins. Yeah. It's already getting spins. It, there's there's plenty of country songs. <laughs> coming from a guy that listens to country music, I promise you there's plenty of country music yeah, with vulgar language that, in it. That didn't pop in my head at all yeah. today. when I, when I and, and I had my iPhone. I have the – a lot of times when I'm, when I'm listening to music, I will have the thing up where you can look at the actual lyrics. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, nothing out of the ordinary is, is really happening here. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know what to tell you, Texture. I, I don't I don't think it's gonna be an issue. I don't think it's be no. it's gonna be an issue at all. Uh six five one four six one nine two two six. Also, do wanna mention this. Cause I said earlier tonight, and I even said this this morning with uh not with Vanita Sakar, but with Tom Hauser, who was in for Vanita. Mm. I don't believe that the Minnesota Golden Gophers go to the NCAA tournament at all with 20 wins. Unless, unless in that 20 wins, they defeat Purdue, the number two team in the country, and they pull off an upset of Illinois. Those would be quality wins because they're non-conference and their, their, their schedule is just not good enough, right? It's just, you lost by 20 to Missouri. You've got bad losses against Iowa. Okay, you lost to them twice. You have to definitively, like, have some resume builders. Purdue at Purdue is a resume builder. Illinois at Illinois is a resume builder. For one half, the Gophers are getting it done. They're up 43-35 at halftime. I'm not going to get in my feelings right now and believe quite yet. And you know why? They were up 20 on Iowa. A friend of mine's poking at me, and they're texting me. Oh, you you were saying, I said, you want to take a bet on this game right now? <laughs> and they were like, hold on, let me look back at her response. She says, after the Iowa game, I'm not quite ready to make yeah. that bet. Yeah. So I'm not, and I'm, look, I'm rooting for the Gophers. I'm not confident they're going to be able to hold this. I did dig up 2017 because that's kind of the bar we're looking at right now. Is the- Wait, who was the coach in 2017? I don't even remember. In 2017, you don't remember who the coach of the of the Gophers was? Uh, oh come on! I'm blind. I don't. Who was the coach before I to- b- before Ben Johnson? Tubby Smith. <laughs> oh, I have no God. idea. Oh God! You're talking to oh uh, I literally don't even know. Richard Pitino. Oh, so yeah. Don't compare 2017 to now. Different coach. They were in the tournament. Di- different players. They were in the tournament. Different coach. Different players. 24, 24 wins. We don't have that far for 24. Different coach. Different players. <laughs> Yeah. How many of them are in the NBA right now? I None. Correct. How many well, do we have no, on this team no, right no, now? No, 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 no. I, w- I shouldn't say that. Amir Coffey? Oh, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Amir Coffey is right really yeah. developing. Yeah. yeah. He really is. He's doing a good job. So they have tipped off here in the second half. Let's see what the Gophers will be able to get done here. Oh, Gophers up 10. Let's go. I see you for real pain. I see you, brother. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Final segment of the Lake Show next. All right, as I listen to the smooth sounds of Miles Davis, just like that, the uh, Gophers lead 
cut from 10 to 2. And in the midst of that, Coach Ben Johnson got a technical foul call. And um, it's a bad time for Tech, in my opinion. Now, I get it. You want to fight for your guys, and you felt like you didn't, you didn't, you didn't get a call on on the offensive end. I totally get that. And, and Ben's that dude. He's going he's gonna to stick up for his guys. But, man, you got to. Here comes the meltdown. Here it comes. This is where it all goes downhill. It's 45-43, and in the blink of an eye, the uh, – so here, they're showing the replay here of the call that they didn't get. That's not a foul. It's not. <laughs> that's just a bad take by Ben. Got fouled by the backboard, if anything. There yeah, that's just a yeah. that's just yeah bad time to get a tech. But you know, hopefully they can pull it out. I hope that they can pull it out, man. You got big plans for the weekend? What are you up to? I'm going to tell you my plans real quick. And by the way, tomorrow night, yeah. I am out. Stevie T is in for me. Yep. I am going to go to the uh, World Cup, the cross-country. Right. Yeah. yeah, I'm yeah. going to be going to that over at uh, Theodore Worth. So that, should be, got, of, that got, should be a lot of fun. Got a little help from Mother Nature uh, yesterday. I love it, man. They, yeah. Well, I had Cl- Executive Director Claire yep. Wilson on last yep. night, and it's just perfect timing. Yeah. yeah good for her. What about there's, no, you? there's nobody more excited about it than her. Uh, yeah. Yeah, she's pumped. Yeah. Uh, I'll be here Saturday. Got uh, Dave Schrader in for uh, Vanita, or not Vanita, uh, for uh, Shaletta, 12 to 3. And then we have uh, Collar in studio, 3 to 6. And mm-hmm. then uh, Sunday, probably watch some wild hockey action. I think they play Sunday. Yeah. They play Saturday. Buffalo. That's right. We yeah, talked Saturday, about that with Jesse Saturday. Pierce. Yep, yep, yep. And they don't play till Monday. Yep. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do Sunday. No football now, so there's nothing to do. Nothing to do. I know. How, how do we navigate Sundays now? <laughs> I'm going to do what I've been doing. Yeah. I'm going to be – I'll go to the gym, work out, and get on with the – I treat Sundays probably differently than a lot of people. Yeah. Sundays, to me, I only give myself a half day. When we get into the Sunday, Sunday like after 6, you're back on the clock. Should we make the Sunday after the Super Bowl a national holiday? <laughs> that was no joke. And I, my wife in the last, or on Sunday, on her way to a friend's house to watch the game, she hadn't, didn't listen to the show. One of the first things she asked me, is, or she said, she's like, they should make the Monday after the Super Bowl a national holiday. <laughs> Just spent 20 minutes talking to Lake about this on the air yesterday. Oh, really? It's, well, it's a, po- it's a popular... Uh, it's a popular topic of conversation, I huh? Yes. Get out of bed. Get back to work. The grind continues. Get after it. Ain't no excuses with that. Ain't no excuses. I was kind of confused. I think I think it's funny. I was, con- I was as confused as probably Shanahan was with the overtime rules because it didn't click right away when they scored on Sunday mm-hmm. for Because there's still a few seconds left. So, and usually these overtimes don't go that full length. So I'm like, Oh, there's a few seconds left. I'm like, Oh wait, no, they just, they just won the dang thing. It's, it's great. It didn't, it definitely didn't click uh, until, uh, you know, even after the last play, you thought it was still going. Yeah. I, I saw like there's three seconds left. I'm like, Oh, there's still a few seconds left. And I'm like, Oh wait, no, it's, this is it. No, like, it's over. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is it. 
I don't know how they got away with not knowing how the overtime rules worked. I'm still so confused with that. You play professional football and make millions of dollars, but you don't know how overtime works. Um, yeah, that's I, that's a hard one to swallow. They were confused. A little bit of confusion <laughs> yeah. there. A little bit of confusion. What there. were your thoughts in the game? Uh, I enjoyed it because I was rooting for Kansas City, well, yeah. clearly. Yeah. Um, it, I don't know why people think that Brock Purdy can't win a championship. Like, I think he's good enough. He the guy can play. Him. He took it to him. Kansas City, like Collar pointed out, they were play, kind of playing panic mode for a little bit. I, I he, like I like Purdy. Yeah. I do. Now, now, do I think that he's an elite quarterback? Absolutely not. Yeah. Do I think he's one of the top five guys? No. Do I think he's top six, seven, eight? Probably not. I'm not sure if I could name 10 better quarterbacks, though. His draft pick shouldn't be a conversation, though, and I've said this for a long time because Kurt Warner wasn't drafted, and he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Yeah. I just don't. I just don't understand well, the hate with with Brock Purdy and oh, Mister Relevant draft in the last round. I don't know okay. if I say Kirk Warner is one of the greatest of all time. He's good. He's he's up there. He's good. He ain't like top five. Better than Kirk Cousins. Well, that ain't <laughs> that ain't saying much. <laughs> that ain't saying much. Yeah. Uh, oh, Gophers are holding on. I know. All right, so I'm gonna hustle home and watch the rest of this game. Hey, Stevie T in for me, guys. I will talk to you next. Monday night right here on The Good Neighbor. News Talk, 830-WCCO. Have an awesome weekend. Enjoy the snow for the short term. This is The Lake Show.